Welcome to this special edition of the Clock Talk Podcast, Clock Mindfulness for the Legal Mind. I'm Jen McCarran, your Clock Talk host. And as host, I'm honored to introduce you to our Institute Morning Meditations in partnership with Warrior One. These morning meditations are a great way to ground yourself before the excitement of the day ahead. And now, Warrior One's founder, Judy Cohen, will walk you through some practices to support relaxation, insight, and happiness. Hi again, it's Judy Cohen from Warrior One. Let's dive into Mindfulness for the Legal Mind, podcast number three, Mindfulness, Wisdom, and Discernment. If you've been enjoying podcasts one and two, you remember our definition of mindfulness, intentional present moment awareness with courage and grace and without wishing things were other than they are. Simple to understand, not always easy, but if you're practicing, maybe it's getting easier. Now let's explore mindfulness, wisdom, and discernment. And it's often said that mindfulness is like a two-winged bird with one wing being wisdom and the other compassion. And compassion itself is two things, empathy and then this second element, this desire to understand and to help. So empathy alone, feeling someone's pain, it's important to be able to do that in order to understand how things are for your team, for the people you're mentoring, for people on other teams, so you can understand how tech is doing in relation to marketing and training is doing in relation to strategic planning and also how the lawyers are doing. So it's crucial to be able to have a feeling for how other people are feeling what they're going through. But empathy without that second element, that desire to help can be a recipe for burnout. Often when I hear someone talk about compassion fatigue and we dig deeper, it turns out it's empathy fatigue. So what makes compassion healthier and sustainable is that second element, the desire to understand and help. Mindfulness teacher Mathieu Ricard, he's a monk who before literally he moved to a cave in Nepal, he was awarded a PhD in physics in his native France. So he has this interest in science and mindfulness and he's quite adept with his states of mind given that he really literally does live in a cave and meditate all day. And so a group of contemplative neuroscientists used him for an experiment. They slid him into an MRI machine showed him photographs of children in distress, told them to empathize. After a very short time, banged on the machine, said, I want to be let out. Empathy alone, too much, even for him. Then they slid him back in, showed him the same photos, told him he could be compassionate. So this quality of empathy plus a desire to understand how to help. And Michu reported he could stay there all day. Inside the law, you know, we're allowed to empathize, but understanding and wanting to help, we aren't necessarily trained to do that in any facet of the law, from lawyers to legal ops and everybody in the whole process. Dispassion is encouraged and we're taught to keep our distance, to be cool, look at the bottom line, not the human being. The stress that can arise in legal ops because of a failure to understand your value and dedication, the failure of the general counsel or the failure of leadership to understand your value and dedication and that that can happen as a result of the entitlement lawyers can unfortunately sometimes have, not seeing that their own productivity is directly tied to your contributions and how hard you're working. So how can we see this situation mindfully with courage and grace? Mindfully with courage and grace with compassion. When I unpack this, I see three things. First, 
the importance of being compassionate towards yourself, taking good care of yourself, being mindful of how the four perils from podcasts one and two are impacting you. Number two, the importance of being compassionate towards one another because you're in this together. You have common aspirations and goals. You have to understand how stressful and painful it is. And you do understand how stressful and painful it is to face budget cuts alone and how different it can be to face these things together. The multifaceted threats that you are facing, how much less stressful and painful it can be to face these things together. Where facing them together, there can be both healing and change, including culture change. And then number three, the importance of being compassionate towards those in the system who can't yet understand your value and the crucial importance of fully supporting your work. And knowing that if they could understand, their positions would be entirely different. So let's do a basic compassion practice and just see how that works. Taking a comfortable posture, a comfortable position that's upright, but also relaxed. Bringing the attention to the breath. Grounding yourself. And then recalling a time, maybe it's recently when you were facing something really stressful or difficult. Maybe not the most stressful or difficult thing, but something that you can work with right now. And sometimes it's helpful to place the hand on the heart and even to tap the heart space. So if you feel comfortable doing that, if you're in a space where you can do that, I really encourage you to do that because it activates the autonomic nervous system, which signals to the body that this is a moment of well-being as opposed to a moment of activation and stress. And then recalling this difficult situation, saying silently to yourself, this moment was difficult for me. I see that. I'm going to take care of myself around this. This moment was difficult for me and I see that. I'm going to take care of myself around this. And then taking a breath and letting that go. And then calling to mind a colleague who's suffering with you, going through the same thing, someone on your team, or someone from a completely different organization, but who's facing the same challenges, calling them to mind. Again, bringing the hand to the heart if that is supportive for you and saying silently to yourself, this moment is difficult for you. I see that. I see you. I understand. 
I care. I want to help. And again, this moment is difficult for you. I see that. I see you. I care. I want to help. And then if you're feeling resilient and spacious, you can call to mind someone who misunderstands your value. Maybe the GC who's threatening to pull some funding or maybe someone who has said or done something unskillful that has caused harm. And just bringing the hand back to the heart space and saying, This moment is confusing for you. You misunderstand. I see that. I see you. I care. I want to help. This moment is confusing for you. You misunderstand. I see that. I see you. I care. I want to help. And then taking one more breath and just shaking the hands, wiggling the toes, maybe gently rotating the head around. Rotating the shoulders. So with compassion in mind, let's turn towards wisdom. Because compassion alone without wisdom is too soft. It impacts the heart too deeply. With only compassion, it's hard to get anything done. It's hard to move forward. We also need wisdom. Wisdom has that clarity, that light in it. And it reminds us, first of all, reminds us of two things. First of all, that we're all interconnected. We, our colleagues, our bosses, everybody in the legal system, everyone in all systems, we're all impacting one another. We're all influencing one another. And because we're so connected, we can't really get away with anything. So that's the second piece. If I bring my anger into the room, Everybody else is going to catch it. If I'm disparaging or get frustrated, my emotions, my thoughts, they set a tone for the meeting and everyone else's do too. So wisdom reminds us that at our most fundamental level, we have to agree with one another. We have to agree with ourselves and then with one another not to cause any harm. It's interconnection and not causing harm. These are as fundamental to mindfulness as present moment attention. In fact, without remembering to place interconnection and non-harming or wisdom at the very front of our minds, present moment attention, mindfulness can actually be used in very unskillful ways. And we don't want to do that. The wonderful benefit of the wisdom of interconnection and non-harming is that we get to enjoy what in mindfulness is called the bliss of blamelessness. In other words, we get to walk through our days and sleep soundly at night knowing We've been as wise as possible. We've 
understood that we're connected with everyone and we haven't caused any harm or we've done our best not to cause any harm. So we combine that wisdom, we combine it with compassion and we have discernment. Discernment is this beautiful marriage of wisdom and compassion. And it's a formula and it's a pretty simple one. And the first thing, and it brings together everything that we've talked about in all three podcasts. So the first thing is set an intention to be mindful, be present, be courageous, be graceful. Don't wish things were other than they are right in this moment, even if your whole life is dedicated to justice and changing things in the world, which I hope on some level you have some of that dedication. But for right now, be present, be courageous, be graceful, and don't wish anything is different than it is right in this minute. So set an intention to be mindful. That's number one. Number two, remember, we don't get away with anything. Every word and action, it has consequences. Every word and action has consequences. Number three, commit to not causing harm. Might seem difficult, especially inside of an adversary system, maybe in the very culture where you work, but compassion really simplifies this. Remembering how much we care about one another, really how we belong to one another. So commit to not causing harm. Number four, check in frequently to be sure you're not causing harm before you say something, while you're saying it, while you're doing it. Checking in, how am I doing? Just with yourself. You can try the portable mindfulness practice of stop for this. Stop, S-stop. T, take a breath. O, observe. What's going on here? Is everything okay? Am I harming anybody? Am I hurting anybody? Are people able to hear? Am I keeping my heart open? Am I keeping my mind open? Am I having beginner's mind? So stop, take a breath, observe, and then proceed. And sometimes proceed differently than you thought you were going to do. All right, so be mindful. Remember, we don't get away with anything. Commit to not causing any harm. Check in frequently using stop. Be self-compassionate when you slip. Don't skip this step. Be self-compassionate when you slip. It's maybe the most important step of all. And then lastly, make amends if you slip. You know, don't skip that either. Apologize, ask for forgiveness, forgive, especially forgive yourself, but forgive everyone else too whenever possible. I don't know if the Dalai Lama would also say it's always possible about forgiveness. I guess he would. The main thing is don't carry around anger. Don't carry around resentment. It's like carrying around a hot coal and expecting the other person to get burned. And above all, above all, remember how good-hearted you are. What a, an amazing human being you are. All of the contributions that you are making, remember those. Remember your own generosity. Remember your own kindness. Keep that in your heart. Keep that in your mind. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed these three podcasts from Warrior One. Please reach out anytime at programs at warrior1.com 
or to me directly at judy at warrior1.com. Take good care. Be well. Warrior One is the leading international provider of mindfulness for the legal mind programming. To enhance the well-being of lawyers and legal professionals coping with stress in an affected world, Warrior One offers continuing legal education, both in person and on demand. You can learn more about Warrior One at www.warriorone.com. Come by and check out everything they're doing to support the law, like the weekly call and podcast, The Wake Up Call for Lawyers. Or if you're ready to deepen your mindfulness practice, check out their application for their biannual 2024 Mindfulness in Law teacher training, which will be opening soon. A special thank you to Warrior One's founder, Judy Cohen, who created these Clock Mindfulness for the Legal Mind podcasts. 